Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. I'm Natalia Spearings, and um, I'm joining Sylvia on Sylvia and Me today. Natalia, thank you so much. And you are a doctor of dermatology. Yes. Um, and in fact, you are, uh, you, you were born in Europe, but then you lived your childhood in, in, in the U.S. And yep. then you went to London where you practiced medical, uh, where you went to med medical school. Right. I had a little bit of difficulty getting those words. <laughs> so, um, and you also, you practice in both London and Dubai. I do now, yes, for the past like two and a half years. Well, that's, that's, that's great. And as I was telling you when we first met just a few minutes ago, one of the reasons why I wanted to um, talk to you and have you on the podcast and, and talk to uh, our listeners is because you are exceedingly honest and open about skincare, about what you believe works and doesn't. You um, don't take the myths that people have up there and you don't give people false hope. Uh, which in today's day and age, it's something that's quite necessary. Yeah, um, totally. And, it, and you have a no-nonsense approach to dermatology and skincare. Mm -hmm. And I am going to read something that, that I, I got off, which I believe, because it's nothing bad, I got off of the, the, um, the internet, which says that um, not only you buy coastal, but that means that you combine the style and sensibility of Europe with the quirkiness and energy of London and a positive American attitude in order to provide patients with unique, holistic, modern skincare. Yeah. That's right. And that's what I've seen in, in your blogs and your videos that you put up there. Cool, so good. In saying a no-nonsense approach to dermatology and skincare, what do you, what do you mean? So I guess I think to answer that, that's a, no one's actually ever asked me that directly. Um, but I think um, what I mean is, well, it comes from what, what I've seen happening within the, within the skincare industry. Um, is over the past few years, I've been practicing uh, dermatology as a, as a consultant here, which is like an attending in the States. And um, I've just seen so much nonsense coming out of people I see on the internet, in magazines, on TV, and also coming from patients. And I don't like to say that my patients talk nonsense, but they're getting that information from somewhere, okay? So I started seeing my patients coming up with a whole bunch of nonsense. And I was thinking, you're not making this up because you don't, you know, do you know what I mean? They're getting this information from somewhere. And I was like, where are you getting this information from? Because who, who in God's name would write this on the internet? Because this is so like such nonsense like there's so many examples of that and I started kind of looking at what was happening and I went on Instagram which I had never done before and that was about two years ago and I was just looking at what people are writing on Instagram and I just thought what is what are these people saying <laughs> like about acne and about acne scars and about collagen supplements and wrinkle treatments and sheet masks and double cleansing and I, it was just it became just this I was like I was horrified because I'd never 
seen that side of it before because as a like kind of a doctor I'm very medical with derm like dermatology is very medical you know I don't know much about what's happening well I didn't then didn't know much what was happening in the world of cosmetic skincare because I pretty much just had like you know it just wasn't relevant you know to what I was doing and then when I saw what was happening and I realized that like 99% of my patients are seeing this as well I just thought oh my gosh I need to you know someone needs it. why isn't anyone saying anything <laughs> you know so that's why well, I started that's where it's what from. I'd like to do is actually go into some of those uh, myths or false information because I think this is an opportunity to really um, to, to put some things in perspective uh, yeah you know with with uh, I to me a number of things people are obsessed with um, what they call anti-aging which to me is like it, it, it's absurd. Yeah. Um, the word itself. <laughs> so so yeah. why don't you, let's, what is one of the biggest um, misinformation that is out there? Oh God, there's so much. I think one of the, one of the biggest ones, there's a lot of different topics, but I think one of the biggest ones that's recently become for just in the past few weeks become a more of a big issue is the idea that Accutane is very dangerous, Accutane as an acne medicine. Um, and I don't know if you, like oral Accutane is used to treat severe acne and it's it's a cure for people. And it's a little bit outside of like cosmetic skincare, but it's, it's actually quite related because Accutane is extremely effective to treat severe acne and it changes people's lives. Um, but there is so much absolute nonsense floating around and quite aggressively floating around on the internet that I have patients who are scared of taking it. And, um, you know, it, it's worrying that there's um, like a skin saving treatment, which will, you know, correct a really severe skin pathology permanently, which patients are not trying to get because they're scared and they're scared of it because of the stuff they've read on the internet and on blogs and on forums and that that is one of just recently become a, a more of a big issue than it has been uh, for a couple of reasons but it's an issue because you wouldn't see this happening for a lot of other things like high blood pressure drugs you know if there was a really awesome blood pressure medicine you know, you would have people uh, talking about how great it is. And if there's some side effects, they talk about that too, but it wouldn't stop. We wouldn't make patients. I don't think it would be, make people scared to go on a drug, I think. Well, you would hope not, but people don't talk like that about like blood pressure medicine, you right. know? Yeah, well, so, that's the thing. And, and, and you're yeah. talking about something that could change a person's life. Mm. And, that's, know, and I think that, that they're looking in the mirror. They're afraid to go outside They're You know, they, they don't have that that confidence in themselves, or they'll yeah. just go, okay, well, this is the way I am. And, and, and which is horrible. Yeah, which is horrible. And it's the, and, but not only is it people think, oh, it's the way I am, or this is like a teenage thing, or, you know, everyone gets acne this kind of, um, uh, I think it's kind of downplaying the severity of it, but then also thinking, but surely it can just be corrected with an over-the-counter cosmetic product because brand X, Y, and Z sell boxes of, you know, acne clearing five-step skincare and then I can buy the LED mask with that and that should be enough to clear my acne let me spend eight hundred dollars on this 
and in three weeks my acne will be gone. So then there's like, oh, I don't need this dangerous drug that might cause serious health problems because I can buy this $800 box of cream and, you know, here we go. So it's a really complicated thing to, like, it's difficult to unpick, like, why is, for example, a drug like Accutane, which is a, a, an amazingly effective, very safe treatment being vilified on social media? Um, is it because the skincare industry doesn't want people to clear their acne so they can keep selling them, you know, five-step skincare plans and LED light masks? Or is it because, I don't know, actually. I mean, to me, that's one of the biggest things. You know, who, who is propagating these myths and this nonsense? And it's, it's worrying that not enough doctors or dermatologists are standing up and saying, listen, you guys, this is all nonsense. Like, can, can everyone just stop wasting their money? <laughs> stop feeding into this industry. But yeah, sorry. So yes, yeah, so Accutane is a good example of that. And one of the other things that you talk about is um, in, in a skincare routine is a moisturizer. Um, <laughs> you know, there are moisturizers that you get in, 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 the, in, in a, a drugstore or whatever for $10. And then you can go all the way up to the top and, and spend $800 on something. Mm -hmm. And I've tried, I, you know, I've looked at the ingredients and some of it is so absurd that you need a dictionary because they're saying something that is actually in the other one, but they're using a different language. They're twisting it around. And yeah. What, so what is your take on, 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 on all of these different, um, we'll start with moisturizer. Well, moisturizer, I, and I got, I got absolutely slammed on social media when I said that all moisturizers are the same. So I got absolutely vilified for that. Um, so, and I, and there, surely that can't be the case. You know, why is something $10 and something else $800? You know, surely they're not all the same. I'm like, well, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you look at the ingredients. But if you take out all the, you know, funny Latin words and the stuff you'd have to get like, you know, Google Translate out for, basically a moisturizer, all moisturizers do the same thing and are the same. Um, and, you know, this, this has become such a complicated world where, you know, patients come to me and they say, you know, what is the best moisturizer? And my, my standard answer is the best moisturizer is the one you like and can afford because really they're all the same. And yes, they have different textures. Yes, they feel a bit different, but it really comes down to what you like to use. I have my personal preferences with types of moisturizers for patients um, with specific skin problems. But if you have no specific skin problem, you can pretty much just use anything. So moisturizers is one of the, it's, 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 I think it's one of the biggest selling uh, cosmetics skincare products of all time obviously so uh, because they make all these promises like a moisturizer can do everything from you know erase your wrinkles to you know um, remove your pigmentation and it's just magic but a moisturizer doesn't do any of that they just temporarily you know hydrate the skin so i remember I, I it was years ago um i was with a friend and we killing time and and we went into um Henri bendel you know one of the Oh yeah. Right. It's no longer, unfortunately. Yeah, no longer. And there was some kind of new something or other. I forget what it was called, but the woman said, Oh, would you like to try it? It it does, you know, great things for like the eye area and whatnot. Yeah. So she put it on one and um she says, you know, look, can you don't you see the difference? I said, No, I don't. She said, You're smiling. I said, So I'm not supposed to smile. So the Crinkle don't go, you know, it was the, one of the most absurd things. Absurd you conversations, yeah. Uh, you know, and then you have serums. You know, yeah. in, in the last few years, you have serums and serums and serums, and every serum is supposed to do this and that and whatnot. 
and the serums can go for hundreds of dollars and they're usually in little bottles. Yeah, little 30 mil. So yeah. what, what would you say to someone who doesn't, let's take away any of the, the acne and the, yeah. the um, psoriasis or eczema. The healthy skin. Right. Yeah. So, and, mm. and most people do have healthy skin. They might, Correct. you know, take a look in the mirror and say, well, I have a wrinkle here, a wrinkle there. But for, for healthy skin, what would be a, just a normal skincare routine? So a, a, very, a very normal skincare routine for someone who, who has normal skin would be to um, cleanse if you need to remove makeup or sunscreen, because you, know, you don't like to have that stuff on your face, like cleanse in the evening. So um, a basic cleanser, and it can, if you have normal skin, pretty much any facial cleanser that's made to be a facial cleanser is going to be made to reduce the amount of irritation it causes. So you could use like a bar soap on your face, like Dove Beauty Bar. <laughs> yeah, if you want to. If, you're, if your skin is normal, then you can do that. It's not opt optimal to do that because the high levels of surfactants can remove all the the oil temporarily make your skin feel dry but that's not like devastating to someone who has normal skin that just means you might feel like your skin feels a bit tight when you use it but anyway so ba a basic cleanser any facial cleanser is fine whatever you like to use doesn't really matter and then um you know i think we do overuse moisturizer but most people would feel weird not putting a cream on their face at least once a day i think a lot of people if you got out of the cycle of using moisturizer all the time when you're when you have totally normal skin you'd probably be just fine i mean most men don't use moisturizers and they look totally fine um there's well there's certain parts of you know there we know that perimenopausal women and postmenopausal women have drier skin and as you age your skin does get drier so and that but then we're no longer talking about normal skin then we're talking about like older skin that needs to stay or that you want to keep supple and hydrated um but for totally normal skin, yeah, just a basic moisturizer. But any moisturizer will do. I prefer things that are very, very simple and basic with the le less amount of ingredients, you know, because I don't want all this random stuff in there. So I would just, you know, just something as boring as Vaseline. Vaseline is one of the best moisturizers of all time. It just maintains water in the skin. Um, it does the job. It's inexpensive. It's easy to use. All it is is Vaseline and doesn't have anything else in it. There's no water. There's no preservatives. Um, and then that's basically it. And sunscreen if you need it. And that would be pretty much the extent of a, of a skincare routine to keep your skin healthy. So, so you just mentioned the word sunscreen and you said if mm -hmm. you need it. Um, you, need. you know, we grew up with, especially in the last of the last number of years, sunscreen should be put on all the time. You should always wear sunscreen. Um, I'm yeah. not talking about if you're not going out of the house, but you know, you should, sunscreen should be almost a daily thing you put on because you can get sun damage um, at any time of the year. So what is your take on that? Yeah, so I mean, the, the principle, the concept or the principle that you can, UV light is all around you all the time, even on a cloudy day, and therefore um, your skin can, can get UV damage all the time is, you know, in principle accurate because you do have UVR, UV radiation around you all the time when you go outside if it's daylight, otherwise you'd have to live in a cave. Um, but I would also say that if you're only gonna be outside for like 10 minutes and 
you know, you're walking from your car into a building and then you're going to be inside all day. Do you really need to have sunscreen on that day? You know, probably not. Um, sunscreen in and of itself can cause problems for some people. Um, a lot of people just don't like using it. They don't like wearing it. Most people don't apply it correctly anyway. So even if you're using a, if you're using a moisturizer with SPF 15 in it, I mean, you're not getting any SPF at all. Like there's no sun protection there. You're not applying enough of it to make it the SPF 15. So I, I don't like anything that's super like, you must do this all the time. I just think there's there, it, nothing is ever that kind of, I don't know, aggressive <laughs> to, me, to me with skincare. And I don't like people to get extremely paranoid about skin either. So, cause it causes so much anxiety. This sunscreen thing causes a huge amount of anxiety for people. So I kind of, I, I like to be a bit practical about it. I'm like, listen, if you're gonna go to the beach, then obviously put sunscreen on. But if you're gonna use sunscreen, put enough of it on to get the stated SPF because we know from enough clinical trials that no one uses enough sunscreen like ever to reach the stated SPF. So if you're using SPF 50, you're probably putting enough on to get about an SPF 20, which means you'll probably still get UV damage when you're out and about. So what I prefer to say is if you know you're gonna be in the sun, think about physical protection. So think about wearing a hat, big sunglasses, big hat, and staying out of the sun as much as possible. Um, you need about maybe 10 to 20 minutes a day to get enough vitamin D, for example. So, you know, usually it's the hands are enough and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that's not really a, a straightforward answer, but um, I, I think it's easier. It, well, it's an easier message just to say, everyone wears sunscreen all the time. You know, it's a much more straightforward thing to say. It's a, it's a very easy message. It's an easy way to sell products. It's a, you know, it's, you must have one of these um, and look, look at all the choices you have, you know, use something. But I, I think in, in making it that simple, we're also missing some kind of key points, which is, you know, is it really effective if you're not using it properly? Um, do you really need it if you're not going to be outside? You know, is it, potentially drying for the skin and causing more problems for other, for certain people, this kind of issue. So, sorry. All right. So we talked about uh, normal skin and a lot of people, and I'm sure you get this question, is my skin perfect? How do you answer somebody who asks that question? <laughs> I've never had anyone ask me that. Um, ah. skin, most people say I have so many problems with my skin and they have perfect skin. So, um, and I, you know, and that's interesting because I did write on a, an Instagram post this week, I think it's like, what, what is perfect skin really? Because people do come to me and say, I want to achieve perfect skin. Okay. So that's something I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know what that means either. So I think to me, if I look at someone's skin, I'm looking at whether or not their health, their skin is healthy. So is, is there an obvious and we're talking about facial skin. So is, oh, right now, so is there an obvious pathology? Like, is there something that I, I'm looking at? I'm like, oh my gosh, you have melasma or you have acne or you have eczema or you have separate dermatitis or there's something going on. So if, if there's no pathology and then I look at the skin texture, I look at um, kind of the, the surface of the skin, whether it's smooth and even. Um, and that's, to me, perfect skin is skin that, that is um, even smooth textured and kind of, even colored, if you get what I mean. Yes. And then, um, yeah, and that, that's basically what I'm looking for. So when I try to get patients who want to achieve perfect skin, that is the idea in my head that I'm trying to aim for. So I'm, I'm looking for a smooth texture and evenness. And the two things are very related because smooth texture allows for good light reflection off skin, which will give that appearance of glow and evenness. 
So that's what, what you're trying to achieve when you put foundation on. That to me is what I'm trying to achieve with, with per perfect skin. Okay. And, oh, that's, that's great. So one of the things um, we mentioned at the very beginning was how so many people, uh, the majority of people are so um, afraid of aging and, you know, the industry has anti-aging, anti-aging this, anti-aging that. Um, would it be better to just take a look at the fact that as you get older, you're a teenager, you probably, you know, you may or may not have acne. Um, I grew up with pimples back then. They didn't call it acne for some reason. And so on. And there, there are certain things that as a teenager, as a young adult, and then when you get into your, your, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and so on, um, what is the proper course basically in your head to start thinking and then to realis realistically um, do what you need to do and not just be jumping off to Botox at the age of 20 or 30 or you know, fillers and, 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 and jumping there instead of maybe realizing that it's normal. Um, it's one thing to maybe want to correct something. It's another thing to me um, when people are trying to look younger. Um, yes. That, I, I don't understand that because there's nothing, you know, if you take good care of yourself. So what, what would your advice be? So I usually, so I start with, with people, if, if an older, older person, if someone in their 30s, 40s, 50s is coming and say, I want to look younger, um, I kind of need to figure out what they mean by that. Because, you know, actually, I think that people, when they say, I want to look younger, have a very specific idea in their head. So, uh, for example, I had a patient say, I want to look younger. And I'm like, what, what, you know, I started digging around, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? And she said, oh, I feel like my face is dropping. So I was like, okay, well, that's not something a dermatologist can deal with. You have to see a plastic surgeon for that. So, so I need to figure out where they're going with that. Like, what is the specific thing you want to improve? Um, but then if they should just suggest everything. So I'm like, okay, well, the, the, what I, what, as a dermatologist, what I can help someone with is achieving um, uh, kind of non-damaged appearing skin. So one hallmark of aging is sun exposure and sun damage. This, this totally goes against what I said earlier about sunscreen, but um, so if I see hallmarks of sun damage on someone's face, and if they're like in their fifties, that's from when they were 10 and they weren't, where they weren't wearing sunscreen. And that appears when you're like 40, 50, 60 years old. So we're talking like pigmentation, uneven skin texture, um, roughness of the skin. There's no glow, things like that. That, that is, to me, that's optimizing what your skin would look like if you hadn't had sun exposure when you were 10. Do you get what I mean? So to me, that's not anti-aging, that's just correcting a problem. Because when I see photo damage, it's photo damage and that's a pathology, like that shouldn't be there. So the way I kind of get patients to think about it, I'm like, well, think about what your butt skin looks like. Because if you're, the skin on your butt is never sun exposed, okay? So if you look at the skin on your butt, it's gonna be really smooth and even, and it's not gonna have, unless you have like spots, like acne on your bum. But if, you're, if your butt is like good, <laughs> <laughs> or like your hips, you know what I mean? The side, right. <laughs> where you were never sun exposed. Do you know what I mean? So also the inside of the arm. So if you look at the inside of your arm and compare it to the other side, you'll see a, a real difference in skin. So what I say is, okay, well, if you are coming to me for anti-aging, what I want to do is take your skin back to what it would have looked like if you'd never been in the sun when you were 12. 
And that I can do with topical treatments. So with retinoids and so on. So to me, that that's like correcting the sun damage and that's not anti-aging per se. I call, I, I don't even like, I don't like the word skin rejuvenation either, but it would be more in keeping with that idea than with anti-aging because I agree with the, the term anti-aging just is like such a nonsensical like word. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to anti-age someone I just want to look make them look the best they can for where they're at if you get what I mean yeah um, yeah for where they're at and for where they're at. damage right sun damage I mean somebody in their 50s 60s you know when I was growing up you sat out there with a with a sun reflector and and <laughs> it was just before we really, yeah, the sun reflector, the oil, oil. the iodine. I mean, you sat out there with that. Um, but that was before all of the um, science has come out as to how harmful it is. And that's the difference. That's, that's what people don't understand. There is a huge difference. We know that we have more information now. Yeah, um, absolutely. The other thing is one of your biggest things is you've, you've said a huge part of your job is earning your patient's trust. It cannot be demanded. Mm -hmm. What do you, yeah. uh, you know, people, sometimes they get a referral, they'll go to someone because somebody looks like that and, oh, look at that. Look, you know, I want to look like that. How do you go about telling people um, how to figure out whether they have that trust? So, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's taking the time to talk to that doctor you're seeing and trying to see if they listen to you or how you feel when you see them. So um, that post got, got me slammed on Instagram as well, actually. Um, <laughs> great. I don't know why. I was really surprised at that. But anyway, um, and it's, it's like I want patients to, they, patients choose to see me. And so usually they come and see me, they already have an idea in their head about the kind of person I am or what I do because of things like what, what we're doing now and right. you know, the way I talk on video. So there is, there's already a baseline level of rapport that has been established for a lot of patients by the time they, they make that choice to see me. Um, but then even in that consultation, because I'm telling them a lot of things that, they've, that contradicts what they already have read on Instagram or on social media or on a blog or in a forum, like, I had a patient yesterday who I, she wanted to use minoxidil for hair loss and minoxidil is FDA approved and licensed for the treatment of, of female and male or male pattern hair loss. And she said, the first thing she said was, I don't want to use minoxidil because I read on a form, it makes your hair fall out first. And I was like, oh my God, I spent 20 minutes with her already talking about her hair. I'd examined her hair. I, you know, we talked about the underlying causes of her hair thinning. You know, she was a postmenopausal woman. You know, why are you getting hair thinning? Let's look at everything. What's your diet like? You know, what's your iron level? What's your thyroid function? You know, I've done all the medical stuff and we, and we got into this point. And even at that point, she didn't trust me 100% because the first thing she said was, but I read on the internet that it makes your hair fall out. Why would I give a patient a treatment that would initially make their hair fall out for like three months? Like that, that and I would have to tell her that obviously. So it's e even after that, it's so difficult to fight against what people, the preconceived ideas that people have read on the internet, even when they choose to see me, even when they pay money to see me, you know, even when they're sitting in front of me, their power, 
Yeah, I mean, the power of the internet and the power of the forums and the, you know, is so much stronger. And it's such an uphill battle for me with every single patient. And I'm just saying, I say to them, listen, if you don't want to try this, you don't have to, but I'm going to give you all the information you need. I send the patients, uh, you know, scientific papers. They all have my email. They ask me as many questions they want. I, because I'm like, listen, I will help you. And I will answer these questions. I'm going to, I'm going to hold your hand through this process so that eventually at the end of it, when you see that I've corrected the problem, you will then trust me. I will yeah. earn it. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's unfortunate. The internet is, is a hole that we wind up falling into because too much information is disseminated that it, it, all, gets, it, it all gets so jumbled together uh, that people start doubting their own professionals that they have gone to because they supposedly believe in them. They look at what you've done and that's got to be so frustrating. So this, <laughs> yeah, really, you're ripping your hair out. You're going to start. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm losing my hair now. <laughs> but that, but that, that post was written in response to all these Instagram influencers and these bloggers who are very um, aggressive with how they push product and push ideas without any basis to them. Speaking of that, there was one thing that Jade Rollers. Jade Rollers. <laughs> oh my God, Jade Rollers. That's <laughs> what that is and, 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 and why you love them so much. I love them so much. I mean, it just makes no sense at all. I mean, the whole concept is just so ridiculous. I don't, I have no idea how someone just thought, oh yeah, let me put jade, a jade or a piece of stone. It's not even jade because you buy them for like $2 on Amazon. These are not jade. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This has some magical properties that you can like roll. I use my chapstick jade roller. So like roll <laughs> and it makes my skin so youthful. Like it's just such nonsense. And the thing is, I like to evidence-base everything. I like to have papers and trials. No one's ever done a trial of jade rollers versus placebo, you know, for various reasons. And all I can say is with this, you have to just trust the fact that I, this is me demanding trust because it's like, you know what? Like you just have to listen to me about this jade roller nonsense. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, see, that's, that's, that's where we've, we've gone to. So I'll ask you an easy question. Do you like milk okay. or chocolate ice cream? Um, milk or chocolate? Did you say milk or chocolate? Oh, vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla or chocolate oh, ice cream? Vanilla all the way. Yep. I am boring. I like vanilla ice cream. No, vanilla's not boring. Really no, good vanilla, vanilla ice cream is not boring. And I agree. That's a good question. Natalia, Dr. Sparings, <laughs> I thank you. I think this, you know, I, I specifically didn't want to get into different, um, which we could do at, a, at another time, mm -hmm. uh, uh, cancerous, uh, you know, melanoma and, and, uh, dermatitis and what I what I really wanted to get into is I think the crux crux of a lot of what you blog about what you believe in and that is um, less is more not Absolutely. less is more is you have to be able to disseminate you can't you shouldn't not you can't you should not just take everything at face value you have to really put it all together and maybe look at the thread and find in the middle there something that was so absurd that somebody just 
took it and rolled with it and it's a domino effect. And then all of a sudden everyone's buying Jade Roller, $900 moisturizer, $1,000 serum. And, and, you know, isn't it enough for the fact that, you know, we're wearing masks on our skin probably, well, it's, it's not in the sun underneath the mask, it could be drying out underneath there. And if you put foundation on, it's gonna come out off on your mask. Uh, <laughs> So, I want to thank you so much. Uh, this has been so much fun. And your website is uh, nmkskin.com. And people can follow you on Instagram, and that's at nmkskin um, on Instagram. And it's actually I, my name now. So it's at Dr. Natalia Spearings. It's actually my name. Oh, cool. All right. I changed it. It was really, I changed it a while ago. My website's also now drnataliaspearings.com. It's just easier because people thought I was a skincare brand. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I was like, all right, that wasn't the point of that. But yeah, so no, all so right. it's actually so, so, so repeat your website. It's uh, drnataliaspearings.com. All right. Easy to spell. So. Yes, it is. And it's easy. It was easy for me to pronounce. That's yeah. basically why I have everyone introduce themselves. <laughs> uh, Natalia, thank you so much. This has Thanks been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. On our next podcast, I'll be talking to another extraordinary, inspiring woman who has made her mark on the world. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, our website, sylviaandme.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to keep up with the latest episodes. Review, rate, and take us with you wherever you are. I want to hear from you. If you know of an extraordinary, inspiring woman, please contact me at sylvia at lifeofprey.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe. Today's podcast is sponsored by Upper Deck, the national full-service virtual gym that has reinvented the at-home workout experience. Upper Deck has more than 30 strength and cardio classes a week. Named Best Fitness Club in the Gold Coast for 2020, Upper Deck brings the gym to you with live coaching and motivation. Upper Deck's unique classes are interactive. They have two coaches, one leading your workout and one keeping her eyes on you, providing feedback and encouragement in real time. For a free week of unlimited virtual classes with no strings attached, email info at UpperDeckFitness.com and let Upper Deck know you're a Sylvia and me listener. This has been a Life of Prey production.